0: say where I'm based where I came
1: from see me in
0: the you say oh man six and eleven it's tough. <laughs> I, I I have to laugh because if I if I don't laugh I'll cry I don't want to cry on this podcast but you know where you know who it is it's the Spursway podcast I'm your host Colton Moran this is my co-host Zach Montana yo, so, 6 and 11. We're just getting to it because what's the problem, guys? That's, that's what we're going to talk about today on this podcast. And I'm pretty sure we both have a lot to say. I know you guys have a lot to say as well. We may have some guests call in. If you want to talk on this podcast, if you want to come voice your concerns, hit us up at the Spursway podcast because we'd love to have you. But. Y'all going crazy. Like, y'all are really wilding out online. <laughs> it's great We got Spurs fans that um, are jumping shit. Never thought I'd see that. I'm disappointed in y'all. But I've also seen people, you know, like, just talking mad shit. I've seen people that just politely critiquing. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> and then I've seen people just blindly supporting, like, everyone, everyone's doing the best they can. Stop it. Stop. Don't even don't even talk to about demar that way don't even talk about him that way just some karens out there but hey i i would rather have that than you jump ship right but <laughs> the point is you guys are wild now and we got to be able to you can voice your concerns and still support the team you know i'm going to i'm going to critique the spurs like, i'm going to say whatever i want about the spurs cuz y'all can't y'all can't doubt my loyalty born and raised i'm always decked out in spurs gear whole house is spurs gear I can say what I want cuz I'm gonna be here forever. You feel me? But at the same time, you got to be real. You know we we've lost 11 games, 6 and 11. So we got to point out and we got to figure out what's wrong. Obviously the team knows some, there's something wrong and they're they're trying to figure out as well. But I think we have some takes that you guys haven't heard before. I think we have a little bit of insight that people haven't talked about um bringing an interesting perspective in it. And then also You gotta think ahead. You gotta think of the whole picture, and I think we're that's what today's episode is all about. We're gonna be breaking down um, some interesting perspective on what's wrong with the team now, and what the repercussions of that will be moving forward.
1: Yeah, bro. It's been it's been pretty crazy. Like Spurs Twitter was like a mess. It's still a mess. Spurs won last night, and people were still wanting to fight each other. I mean, it's I saw someone come on online. Uh, and say, yo we should stop supporting these guys. I've seen people say like fire coach pop like yo that's crazy talk like like y'all need to calm down like a little bit just like I understand being upset like I don't like losing, but I'm also not gonna tweet some some crazy fair weather shit that just gonna make me look like an idiot when they do start winning and uh, if not this year, maybe next year if not the pre- it, when they win again and you're gonna have to hop back on the bandwagon, you're gonna look an idiot. You know, so, like, just don't get so crazy and get so hostile, guys. It's basketball. We're not, like, we support the team. We love the team. I don't think they're playing up to their, their standards right now. So, yeah, I'm going to be upset. I'm going to want more. But, like, you want me to stop supporting? Like, you got to be fucked up. That is not going to happen. They could lose every game of the rest of the season. And my ass is going to sit my, on my, in my chair in front of my TV and yell at the TV, win or lose. Cheer, yell, be upset, be happy. It's part of the game, you know? So come on, let's calm down. But our defense is is ass. <laughs> so I'm gonna break that down right now.
0: Straight straight to the point. <laughs> Having said that, our defense is ass. It's just, it's just well, what it is. But that's I think that's gonna be my first question. <clears throat> so we were one of the worst defensive teams last year, right? And this year, we bring back DeJounte, All-NBA defender. Derek White is ready for full game minutes, big boy minutes time for another All-NBA level defender, and Derek White. DeMar plays for our season, or plays for our team a whole season. He should be acclimated, right? We should be building chemistry here. We got some people coming back, same squad, just added better defenders with Damari Carroll as well. So what the fuck happened? What happened? And I, I, that's my first question for you, is how come when we add this defensive talent, you know, the X's and O's, the stats are all there, but it hasn't translated to the court? What do you think that is?
1: I think there's a lot of things going wrong on the on the defensive end. Uh, To start, when you have two dudes in the – in the worst 30 in the bottom 30 of the NBA in defense in your starting lineup with DeMar DeRozan who by the way should not be bad at defense. I don't get that at all. And um Brent Forbes who is statistically the worst defender in the league. You know, and I pre- he tries. The dude gives an effort. He tries his ass off. But it sometimes he's just a little too small. Dude just shoot right at the top of him. And that's probably your main concern, but it's a lack of effort from DeMar and maybe LaMarcus. If you watched the game on Friday, which I know a lot of y'all did against Philadelphia on the ESPN broadcast at halftime, Jay Williams absolutely went in on LaMarcus Aldridge, said quote-unquote, I hate watching his game. It's awful for his eyes, and it was pretty tough to listen to because... I'm sitting here like, I'm not, I'm a pretty harsh critic of Lamarcus Aldridge, but, you know, at the end of the day, that's pretty tough. You know, like that was pretty, pretty upfront and pretty bold take. And I didn't really like it. I wasn't on board with it. But then he put stats on the board showing as showing Lamarcus Aldridge as a primary defender in the first half. And they were shooting 85% on him. Uh, it's just tough. Like it's, I think it might be an effort thing. It might be a, uh, a lack of cohesion. It might be a Dejounte Murray not really being fully back, and everyone really understanding what's going to happen when, in the final five minutes, when everyone's going to put their best lineup on the floor and going to bring their best guns out, and you have to sit your number one defender. So it's hard. I think there's a lot of things going to it, but can't have two dudes in the minus in the worst thirty of the of the league in defense, and expect something good to happen with it.
0: Yeah, you made, you made some good points for sure. I like... It's a team sport. Everyone knows that we have to play defense as a team. Team defense is more important than individual accolades. DeJounte could lead the league in s- steals. But, you know, if we're not getting stops on the defensive end uh, elsewhere, making people miss, we're still going to lose a lot of games. So it's about team defense. Um, and it's nobody's... No one person's fault. But... At the same time, it it has to start with your best players. It has to start with the leaders on the team. And I think that's the biggest problem with our whole team in in general is we have an identity crisis. And you brought up uh, DeJounte coming back. um, And they don't know who to turn to in these last five minutes because it's like, is DeJounte the guy that we have uh, given the keys to? Or is DeMar because he was last year or is Lamarcus because he was the year before and that's where it comes down to though like Lamarcus and Demar are the highest paid players on the court and we know that they're good scorers and they can do it on the offensive end but there's no business. Demar has no business being in the bottom a 30th ranked worst uh defensive plus minus in the league no business being there when you're 67 athletic, as strong as he is. We saw that Mavericks game and how aggressive he was and how he just was getting and ones left and right. Looked like the best athlete on the floor. There's no business being that bad at defense. And it's not only the stats, like the stats can – you can make the stats say what you want, but it's the eye test too. When DeMar is in the pick and roll, and I know a lot of teams do this where you just allow the switch. But you got to understand who you're guarding. You got to do your homework on the scattering report. Do you fight over the screen? Do you go under the screen? With do you do you switch it automatically? If you do switch it, who's going to be switched on him? Is it going to be Bryn Forbes on Luka Doncic? <laughs> Probably shouldn't like put should at least try to fight over the screen. And that's just that's takes some effort off the court as far as studying, but also on the court you got to be able to put in that put forth that effort to fight through those screens, or if you're not fighting through those screens, be able to fight to where they can't roll and get an easy bucket off of you. So it starts with our best players, like you just mentioned some Lamarcus statistics on the defensive end, but it's really just that effort. Like if if Lamarcus and Demar are gonna get stops, then that's just gonna carry over to the whole team. Everybody's gonna see that happen, and it's gonna get people easy buckets on transition, which is what we were supposedly. Uh, supposed to be priding ourselves on this season with DeJounte back and DeMar on the fast breaks.
1: And you and you mentioned uh, transition buckets, which is we've looked great in the transition. We've looked fantastic in the transition, which is like it's what we expected. But we also expected DeJounte to be able to run the offense a little better than what he's doing currently if you look at the stats, which numbers never lie, and the half-court possessions – He's 163rd out of 170 players. Like out of that half court what he's bringing in points per possession. So that's in the half court. That's not in transition. And I think that will be that will come to his game. That's that's part of the learning curve and that's part of the process. But in this lull in this period where we've been losing, DeJounte has hasn't played what we up to par those first five, ten games he was playing. And that has something to do with maybe a little fatigue, which is fine. That happens. That's adrenaline dies off after the first few games, and you really got to find yourself. It's a long season, and here are the last few games, he's really shown out. Sat, sat out against New York, but played well against Philly. And that's just what we had to see. Everyone's learning. I think it's you say there's an identity crisis. It is such an identity crisis. It used to be all breaks, no gas for the Spurs. You put the bus in front of the in front of the hoop. And we're blocking the hoop. We're making you. We're making you fucking score the hardest way possible. Now, if you watch that Wizards game, we're the we're great on offense. 100 to score 130 points, all gas. But we have no breaks now. Just flying straight down. We're flying as fast as we can. If you go watch that uh, Wizards game, there's multiple possessions in that third period where we scored, and they're beating us down down the court. It's like they're in transition off a of made basket, and that that type of stuff is. It's effort. Get your ass back. Know who you're playing. And so, yeah, we played well against Wizards on offense, but terrible on defense. And you have to play perfect with the way the defense is playing on the offense end. So, yeah, like, we're fourth on offense. And we're 28th on defense. So, like, you had to be perfect. You really had to have a perfect offensive game. 48 minutes. You have to shoot basically 55% from the field. Close to 40% from the three-point line. You probably have to shoot over 40% from the three-point line with the amount of threes that we shoot. Mm-hmm. And about 85% from the floor to even really give yourself a chance. And you can't have any lulls. It has to be a 48-minute perfect game of offense because you're just getting beat in transition on made buckets. Ugh. And
0: the fourth in offense, how much more can you improve, you know? can't be and, much better than that and and and, and that's honestly surprising that we are fourth because I feel like we we do have a lot of room to improve on offense but statistically against the rest of the league you know like are you going to be what we're going to be the third best offense in the league like yeah, how, what, how much yeah, how much more of a difference is that going to make um but coming up from 28th worst defense is a lot easier to do especially with the talent that we have like that's what I mentioned before we have the defensive talent it's just the cohesiveness is not there. And this doesn't relate specific to defense. This is just a whole team and culture problem that I I've is. noticed. And it's the identity crisis. And Pounding the Rock had a great article on it. And I think it should be talked about and elaborated on. And it basically talks about how you what you just mentioned. Last year, or er, we used to be uh, all breaks no gas. Now we're all gas, no brakes. And I don't know if I actually agree with that second part where, because – it depends what lineups on the floor, you know. So when DeJounte's on the floor, it's all gas. Um, when Dejounte's off the floor and Derek's out there with Lamarcus, Jakob, Demar, kind of like the lineups that we ran last year, it's it's we hit the brakes and we run half court offense. And then that sometimes when the bench is in, we're uh, we're like the modern catching early offense early in the shot clock, two threes. and it's just like. We don't have an identity. It depends who's on the floor, and that makes sense because yeah, you want to. That's always been Pop's game is play to people's strengths, but at the same time, our biggest strength was team chemistry. And if you're not running a similar offense, or people don't know their roles, where do they need to be at all times? Especially with this young team, maybe they're not as adaptive as you want want them to. You know, either we need a lineup shift and to choose a methodology. Are we going to mid range kings? Are we going to shoot threes? Uh, are we gonna mix it up? I, I, I can be okay with picking two. You know, you have your starting lineup run an offense a certain way, and then you have your bench running a certain way. That's what we did last year. But this year, it's all over the map. It's like, are we a fast break team? Are we a half court team? Are we a defensive anchor team? No, that's clear. Are we <laughs> like, are we gonna post them up, go p- two big man like we did with Jakob and LaMarcus? And that's another big point I wanted to make. Is we got to do a better job of getting our players in places where they can succeed. And I get it for you want to play to their strengths, but like I just said, the team chemistry is just as important. And everyone's trying to like step out their role, like this identity crisis of okay, well Demar and Lamarcus aren't stepping up, they're not doing their job. That means I got to step up. And so they try to do a little too much sometimes. Uh, everyone's guilty of it. It's not one person. It's. Bryn, when he's shooting contested threes, Marco, Rudy, DeJounte, Derek, and if it was working, we'd be praising him. So you can't knock him for trying, but at the same time, um, it just shows that people aren't getting put in positions where they can succeed. And it starts with where you get the ball. And I think Lamarcus, to me, is the most obvious. He's catching the ball too far out the paint. And that's not necessarily his fault. Maybe he can do a better job of getting positioning, but at at the same time you got to make sure he gets the ball where he wants it. Don't pass it to him after you got stopped. Pass it to him like drive, create for him. Set him up for success. Put him in a spot where he can hit that fadeaway, where he's not too far from the basket, where when he puts that shoulder into him and drives right like he does, he doesn't need two dribbles, he just needs one. And so that's that's a big one. LaMarcus is like our best scorer on the team next to DeMar. He needs to be able to catch it in spots where he can score because he's not a dynamic scorer. He has his put-your-shoulder-into-the-right-dribble-move-get-in-the-paint-with-the-hook, and he has his fadeaway. And then on the pick-and-pop catch-and-shoot jumpers that he hits sometimes, sometimes he doesn't. And when he's not hitting any of those three, our offense is so stagnant. And <clears throat> so we got to give LaMarcus the ball in places he can score. And then people like Marco Bellinelli's got to hit their shots, so it makes DeMar's life easier because that's what made him so good last year is he was having a career high in assists because we had three-point shooters like Davis Bertans who were clearly missing. Bryn Forbes was hidden. Patty was hidden. Marco was hidden. We had the best three-point percentage in the league, and this year we're like middle of the pack, and so we're like ranked 13th. So – that just goes back to being perfect. You know, last year we were damn near perfect from 3. When we hit when we shot our threes, we made them. We were the And so this year we're not doing that and we still have one of the best offenses. So there's room to improve there, but at the same time, that's not sustainable. It's not something you're going to keep up. And so you got to improve where your weaknesses are are greatest and that's on defense. And you know, I don't think last year or this year, I don't think we're as bad as our record is. I think we're a better team. We have – our defense isn't as bad as it has been statistically. Like, we have the talent, and we have – we're going to improve there. Um, and last year, I think, looking back, now we may have been – our record may have been artificially better than our team was because we, we did have stretches where we were, were damn near perfect. Derek White came back through the league for a loop. We They didn't know we had a, a weapon like that. And so – I think in both cases we're a little bit closer to that mean. We're somewhere in that middle, and it's just a matter of like getting that cohesiveness that we haven't seen.
1: Oh, no, yeah, it's. I mean, it all goes back to you know being having to be perfect, and you know it's it is a make or miss league. So maybe we we made a lot more than we missed last year. Obviously, being first ranked in, in a three point shot, but as you said, maybe. We got lucky. But I don't know, that's just part of the game. But someone who hasn't been getting lucky, and I gotta give a shout out, he was catching a lot of slack last year and the year before, is Patrick Mills, who is still on his FIBA World Cup shooting streak. It seemed It didn't wear off. The little time off they had in between the season and this. He's shooting 46% from the three-point line. At career high. He's third in minutes, so it's not just some fluky thing where he's getting less minutes. He's... Really involved in our offense. He's played fantastic. You know, hate him all you want. Defense isn't going to be great, but you know what? Patty Mills is going to bring in the offense, and and Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay has shot really well the last few games. It looks like he's gotten his legs under him. His hands still look a little, little concrete-ish, but I'm seeing improvements. And as you said, I don't think our record reflects how bad we are or how good we are. I think we're actually a pretty decent team. You know, and it is a make-or-miss league, and some guys have just gone off on us. You know, it felt like Luca couldn't miss when we played Dallas. It felt like Bradley Beal couldn't miss in the second half when we played, when we played Washington. It felt like Joel Embiid couldn't miss. I mean, it's just one of these things where you're you're playing good talent. you got to play great defense to, to stop it, to counter it, and that's not what we're doing right now. But credit to Patty. Credit to Rudy because they're playing great at the offense end right now. So got to get got to give credit where it's due. You know, we've been kind of – haven't been negative. But we've been pointing out the negatives on the team. So I just want to give a positive shout to them, too.
0: Yeah, I'd like, a little bit is just unlucky, you know. We've been unlucky. The right players have been going off, partly because our defense, but also when a dude shooting hits five threes in a row, like Luka um, from Curry range, and and Porzingis was going off, and we have that really rough start in the Mavericks game. We played well. That was, like, one of my, like, most impressive games this season from our Spurs, in my opinion. And we end up losing. And sometimes that happens. It's the NBA. Sometimes players go go off and there's really not much you can do to stop it. And but what we could have done to stop it is throw DeJounte yeah. or, or or Derek out there instead of Brennan Patty at the end. But um like I said, like so a lot of it is unluck like just being unlucky. I think our record is better than like our 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 record is worse than our team is. Um But also, we're at our best in March. You know, we've always been a March-April team where we close the season out strong. Last year, we went on a 10-game winning streak around that time. And I think we could put it together, too. But the problem is we don't have until then to figure this out. The Spurs have already leaked rumors that DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge could be on the move if we're on the playoff bubble. And if if we're going to be, like, fighting for an eighth seed, you might as well trade these players for picks and build from the build on their future because keep in mind this isn't me saying trade them. You have to keep in mind DeMar DeRozan is gonna opt out and be a free agent this summer. He's gonna be one of the biggest names on free agency. There's not very many. He's gonna get paid. He's gonna want thirty five million. And so we can either pay him for five years on a thirty five million dollar contract when we just went when we can't even make the playoffs. Or you can trade him for pieces Uh, remainder of the season we'll be losing a lot and we'll get a good draft pick this next year and the following. And I'm not saying tank. I'm saying that we have until February to to figure this out. And if we haven't figured it out by then, even though we could finish the season strong in March and April, that's when we're going to have to make our decision is around that trade deadline. Is Are we going to keep this team together or are we going to go back to rebuild mode and build on our young guys? Because I think a good point to make here. Is um Demar and LaMarcus, you know, if you if the Spurs organization doesn't see a long term investment here and they want to invest in the young guys, like they're not gonna have the money to re-sign them um, or attract other free agents if they think LaMarcus and Demar are not the ones to lead our team.
1: No, yeah, and you know you just paid Dejounte. You think if Derek keeps progressing, you had to pay Derek. You have. Young guys in the in the farm system, as they'd call it, that are waiting to get their chance. You have Lonnie. That's we haven't even gotten to him, and that's a whole different thing. That this fan base is having problems and having trouble gripping. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough question. I mean, it's something that we've talked about before. If they're going to keep playing like this, if we're going to be ten, fifteen games under five hundred, I mean, we have the hardest schedule in the in the remainder of the NBA season.
0: That doesn't like make sense to me, though, because everybody plays similar people.
1: But we, it, I guess it just bases off of how teams are playing at home in a way, and when we had to play them on back to back schedules. And we do, in that schedule, when you mentioned March and April, there is, at the end of March, I think we have a harder road trip than the Rodeo road trip. And that's what it, I mentioned this when the schedule came out as well that if we are at the bubble in February, then you really are going to have to trade because you're going to have two rodeo road trips in the back end of your season because, and you already know how terrible we are on the road Mm -hmm. We're one in seven. That's why that's where we've been getting our losses at the start of the season. So it's tough. Like you mentioned that the February is going to be, I mean, honestly, this stuff could be happening before we even know it. If they keep, if they keep losing these games, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to put a little win streak going. And I honestly, just like they did last year, Dante Cunningham came off and played a lot, a big role in that streak they had in December to get their, Just get the bearing straight. I think Damari Carroll is going to have that role this year, and he's going to get a lot more playing time down the stretch here coming up. It's going to help us.
0: Yeah, and I'm not saying like trade the whole team because, as I mentioned, I think our record is worse than we've been than we really are, and we could we could bring it back. We could still be a playoff team, and that's what my hopes are. And that's like, it's definitely not out of the cards. Like a lot of people have jumped ship, and I don't think that's right. We have a lot of time. There's a lot of games left to turn it around. The problem is we know, we don't have as many as uh, the record shows. You know, we have until February to to make a run and figure this out. And even because, like I said, even if we were to figure it out in March, um, it's too late because DeMar DeRozan's a free agent. We're going to have to make a decision before that um, because once the trade deadline is passed – there that asset is is potentially gone. And so um if if Demar is leading us to the playoffs, then pay the man and see what we can do in the future. If we're not going to be a playoff team, then you trade get a trade package together. Could be LaMarcus and Demar, could be just one. Um but this next 2021 off season and this next upcoming off season you know if you're a low seeded team you want to be in the lottery so and sure. in, the, in the 2021 this one is like kind of a little off topic but that one is very interesting to me because people were going to be able to draft high school students again so it's like the lot the amount of talent you get to choose them just for that year like cuz moving forward after that then it's going to be um, everyone can draft from high school and college again. But you're going to get access to the freshmen who had to go to college, and you're going to get access to the seniors. Um, And so those freshmen that were in college that could have been drafted the year before out of high school, they would have had to gone through a year of college. And so players could someone that you really want could slip a couple picks, and that could be really huge for a lot of teams. So that's the draft that I want to be. I want to aim for. I think there's going to be a lot of talent in that draft in two years. And so there's stockpiling assets if we're not going to be a playoff team uh, would be my move.
1: Yeah, man, I, I I don't disagree. I don't disagree one bit. Uh, you know, and that it just depends on where we are. And as I said, this thing could happen. If they go on another six-game losing streak, I mean, shit, they'll be 6-16. Six and 16. You know, and then what do you do there? It's December, and you're already 10 games under 500, And that's – you're digging out of a hole. Would you, do you want to dig out of the hole the whole season just to get to the A seed? Or do you want to be like, hey, we got a young talent everywhere. Mm-hmm. Let's go get more. And people –
0: you know, that playoff uh, streak, I want to keep alive. Like, that's that's more important to me uh, than getting a good pick in the next year's draft. Um but we just have so much young talent to where when you're playing our vets and when our vets aren't producing, you know, that's that's what's even worse because this is a valuable time that could be building experience for the people we want to invest in. But you need your vets there to help to help them and teach them the game and teach them the right way, teach them to win. And if we're not doing that... Don't eat them. Cut them. Get
1: them out of here.
0: Sorry. <laughs> but it, you know how I feel about it. It's, it's tough because... Um, we have the talent and we should be better than our record shows. And if we if we were winning the games that we were supposed to and closing out and not having bad luck with calls, um, missed free throws, defensive stops, it could be a completely different conversation we're having right now. But unfortunately, because of what our record is, 6-11, and 11, where we are lying and um, what the future holds and the decisions we have to make in a short amount of time, it's putting these stresses and these are the the thoughts that the Spurs organization is going to have to make down the road. Right now, they should be focused on the next game, but two, three months from now, they're going to be talking about this.
1: Yep, yep. We're all we're we both. Are, I mean, we're on the same page there. I mean, I hope I think a lot of people are on the same page with that as well. And in Spurs Nation, you'd hope you would be like, all right, these guys. You know, I mean, let's let's not blow it. up. I mean, this just goes back to what we talked about at the beginning of the episode, telling everyone to calm down. I mean, it's no. It's November for Christ's sake! It's not even December, and if this is still going on in December, then yeah, the Spurs are gonna to have to start making phone calls, and I'm sure they've already, they've already made these things, and already they're being proactive instead of reactive. I would hope, but it's just us, us giving out options and speaking and letting all bounce stuff up, bounce stuff off with us, and getting in the comments and getting the real conversation going. Because I mean, there is a lot of routes we can go. I mean, next year we could have. LaMarcus re-signed for another three years And DeMar re-signed for five You know what I mean Or we couldn't have any of them You know So it's just crazy how it could be
0: Before we end it I want to leave it with this So why, why is words of pop That need to be recycled It's not supposed
1: to be easy Every round gets tougher Penetrate hard Good passes Shoot with confidence I want some nasty
0: Spurs Way Podcast. (laughs) All right. We'll see y'all next week. You know where to find us Spurs Way Podcast. The Spurs Way Podcast.